from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, you know me. I don't like the cute uh, flight attendant routine. <laughs> I know. You just want to get on a flight, have a glass Bro. of wine, have everyone like, leave you the hell alone, just leave me alone, get to your destination, Yes, and that's it. Thank you. You know you don't, me so well. You don't boo. want people. You don't want people like even when the plane is landing. You don't want people clapping no, for the pilot. You I want, want none of that. I want none no of that. No pleasantries. Leave me alone. Thank you. There's a clip in there that I want you to play. Okay. Um. And and so this was after this flight. And surprise, surprise, it's a Southwest flight. Oh no! What happened? Which is like taking a bus. You ever flown Southwest before? Never. But there's no there's no signed seats, right? It's like taking a bus. They let you on the plane. What? Yeah, they let you on the plane. It's you a free for all. It's a free for all. Yeah, they let you on like by numbers. You line up like if your ticket is like zone one, zone two, zone three, zone four. They let yeah. it zone one. You go on the plane. You find a seat. Really? Yeah, and then oh, zone two, same thing. Right? It's a, it's a bus. Efficient. It's a bus. Okay, I don't like that. Um, so anyway, so uh, there's a four hour delay, right? Oh, geez. So everybody's just on edge already. So they're there's, on there's, the plane or four hour delay? Um, Everyone's I like think in the. They're I'm, on the plane. They were on they're the plane on the for plane. four hours more. Oh. Is that what it was? Yeah. So they were on the plane for four hours. And yeah. just before takeoff, the flight attendant gets on the mic. And I want everybody's opinion on this here, okay? I understand they got a job to do. And I understand that they are the hosts of that vessel. And it is their job to keep people calm, sort of uh, reduce tension, all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. So four hours on a plane delayed. And then the flight attendant, somebody from the flight crew, jumps on the mic and does this. If you're happy and you know we clap your hands. If you're happy and you know we clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it. First of all, this is not American Idol, so stop auditioning for me. <laughs> right? Second of all, yeah, people were into it though. It people sounds, were into it. I feel like kids would have been into that. I could that see was, how a oh, child would be into that. Yeah. But I don't know. For me at least, yeah. after being on that plane. For how many ever hours four. you were you were no flying? Yeah, and then four hours. Did this happen at the end of the flight? No, it was the beginning of at the, the flight. beginning they of the flight. Even flown yet? And then you still have to fly. Yeah, no, I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah, oh, I would be as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how I feel go. about that. Let's just go. I mean, I, I do know hot. how I feel I'm about just, it. Like, I don't I like it. Feel gross. Let's just go. Yeah, and it's not the time for for you to have a moment. You know what I mean? Shem, yeah. Okay, let's talk. Okay, so let's talk her voice first, Shem. Fantastic. Oh, okay, look, it sounded like she was in. Chutch, not church, like Chutch. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And I'm all for Chutch. Yeah. We all know this in this room. I'm yes. all for Chutch. Yes, sir. 
But after a four-hour flight delay, no, come on, man. No. I don't listen. I I love my black sister because I know it's a black woman. Uh, I love her. <laughs> I love her, but come on, yeah. man. Okay. Nah. Well, maybe maybe she'll change. Play it again. I want. Maybe she changed my mind. Maybe she changed. If my you're mind. happy and you know we clap your hands. If you're happy no. and you know we clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then you really ought to show it. No. If you're happy and you know it. <laughs> Like there's like a couple of details I would need to know. Like yeah. this happened with, like right before they were about know, to take man. off. I, I need know. to know how long the flight was gonna be. Well, it's Southwest, so it's not gonna be that long. They uh, don't fly to Europe or anything. That I'd rather say. a free drink. Dill. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank if you, you want a free drink, Thank clap you. your hands. Yes. Everybody in there be clapping. Thank you. Right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, yeah. let me ask you a question. Go. When you were younger, right? Mm. You ever go to a friend's house and see their old man sitting around in like a robe or his underpants or something like that? No. Um. Don't tell me. No, no, because Rox had a friend coming over yesterday, right? Yeah. And I was sitting at the table, and it's it's Sunday. I'm at the table, I'm on my computer, everything else, and I'm wearing a robe. Right? Okay. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, I'm wearing a robe. With nothing No, underneath? I got stuff on underneath. I got underpants on and a uh-huh. t-shirt, but I'm, just, I'm in a robe. And they're like, uh, they, so her friend's coming over at uh, at 3. At 2.05, Catherine goes, you got to go get dressed. Yeah. And I was like, for what? She's like, well, Roxy's friend's coming over. I'm like, at 3. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, you better go get dressed. I'm like, first well, of all, I'm not, not gonna getting It's not going to take you up. 55 minutes Thank to get dressed. Thank you. Then, so then, <laughs> then at, uh, then at, then at 2.40, hey, Go get dressed. And I was like, honestly, it's Sunday, yeah. right? I go, what's the problem? What's the problem? I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. So many times I'd go to friends' houses and I'd see their old man like stumble out of the bedroom in a robe. And uh-huh. he would just stay. I used to go to one friend's house where I'd walk in and his old man would be sitting at the kitchen table in his underpants drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah, classy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Like that this was is me normal. My day. Yeah, that was normal. I'd walk in. Hey, what's up? And yeah. then I go to I go to my friend's room. We just like play video games and wrestling dolls and stuff, right? That was normal. I I every friend I had growing up, I saw their dad in the robe. Do you think it would have been different if you were a girl? If I was a girl, what do you mean? Like the dad wouldn't be in a robe if you were a girl going over to the friend's house? I have no idea. I'm not a girl. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen any of my friends. You never saw fathers. any of your friends' fathers in robes growing up? No. Really? I don't think so, at least. Oh. Like, it's nothing that's like was so shocking that it's. But memorable. it wasn't shocking. This is my thing is that it wasn't shocking. It was normal. It was, was completely that's, that's, normal to me. Normal. Have you ever seen. In clothes? a robe. Okay. Like, here's my thing, right? This, and this is, let me, okay, let me tell you this. So if my kid had a sleepover, yeah, okay, and I woke up in the morning, yeah, and I put my robe on, uh-huh. okay, and then the two kids woke up in the morning to come up for breakfast, and I was in my robe. Is that okay? Bare legs? Or are you wearing PJ pants? Bare legs, always bare legs, son. I, I get hot. I, I get temperature I issues. <sighs> I, I just. I don't know. I guess it's fine. Yes, yeah. it's fine. Maybe, okay, maybe in the morning it's fine. Yeah. But I think like approaching 3 p.m., well, at you this... should be out of a road okay. by 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what day Maury, it is. come on. You got to help me out here with the robe <laughs> no, at 3 p.m. No, you wake no, up at no. 1. I, I'm, in my, I'm in my robe and pajamas all day. Thank yeah. you. 
Yeah, that's not shocking though, because when you leave here, you go home immediately and change out of your your work clothes, your yeah. regular clothes, right. into Absolutely. PJs anyway, right? But so you I spend your this. day. In when PJs. I go to my dad's, he's in his robe and underwear. Right like, now, what if you brought a friend over? I mean, Matthew saw him in his robe and underwear. Well, that's your husband. No, that's though. your husband though, yeah. right? Yeah. I can't believe I started a conversation where I needed to rely on Maury for support. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. All right, Roz. Okay, Blue Jay. Hell yeah! Oof. Looking forward to it. Go Jays go. First home opener. Yeah. Two years. Yep. That's right. wild, huh? Uh, full capacity, 50,000 plus. Got a yeah. brand new big screen. New food items available. Yeah. What's the new food? Yo, they got Mary Brown's chicken in there no, now. No, they do not. They do. Yeah. Really? I was talking about Mary Brown's yesterday. If you go to the Jays game at any point during the season, yeah. please, I know they got the delicious hot dogs tradition, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. You have go get you a chicken sandwich, <sighs> bro. From we Mary Brown's. Mocha and I shot a commercial for Mary Brown's, and it was one of these things where we were outside. It was right at the beginning of the pandemic too, because didn't it we was. have to like? I don't everyone know. had to stay away from each right. other. It was People like a, were masked up when, like you and I, like everyone had to be masked up when you weren't filming. Like June 2020, like not that long after, like yeah. everything shut down. Summertime, yeah, yeah. summertime, and uh, um, we had to shoot this commercial for um, Mary Brown's chicken, and they had us outside, and we kept having to like it was one of these things where you like have to you know take a bite, and then they're like ah there was a sun flare on your face and everything else, and then they take those sandwiches away that you just had one bite of, and then they put out two brand new sandwiches mm. and then you're like okay hey it's Razamoka. we love mary brown's chicken and they take a bite and like man god we didn't really get it. there's a piece of lettuce hanging on your hand it looks sort of ugly sure. then they take those two sandwiches away put them away and then they bring you two new ones so by the end of it in the back they had like 10 sandwiches that had one bite out of them from mm-hmm. each of us and they were just going to throw them all away. And I remember that all those bites, they were so good. I was like, you know what? Take all 10 of those sandwiches with one bite and stick them in a bag. I'm going to bring them home and I will eat them all. Yeah, right? All of them. That's what we did. I ate one on my drive so home. Good. Did you? I did. They're so good. They're so good. So do you love those, Amor? Oh, I had one at the Rogers Center. Did oh, you? Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. So good. And then I had the chicken fingers, too. You had both. And two fries. Oh, Maury. Two orders of fries, not just two individual (laughs) fries. Because each thing comes with an order of fries. Did you have to do the fries with both? Dude, potato wedges fries are so good. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah. So, at Rogers Center, they got Mary Brown's chicken. Love that. Um, If you're into the vegan options, they have many available for you. Vegan burgers, vegan nachos. Uh, vegan hot dogs. They got gluten-free options available. What's as well. not vegan about nachos? Oh, the cheese, the I vegan guess, cheese oh, and everything. Oh, the cheese. And by oh, the way, I the pun you, that they're you, calling it you. is amazing. They're calling it Field of Greens. <laughs> I love it. I knew you would love that. Oh my god. Uh, I applauded the person that came up with that. Are you and your are you and your pops watching the game tonight more at all? Or no. On FaceTime. On FaceTime, you are? Yeah. Yeah, oh my yeah gosh, that's yeah. awesome. I know Maureen is that in baseball breaks my heart, man. That's it's why like, I so bought sweet. the condo we're in. Is because um when I when we arrived there to see it, it looked at the Rogers Center. Mm-hmm. And I just was like it reminded me of going to the game with my dad. And I'm right. like to live down here and see that every day would yeah. just be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's so sweet. Uh, so Jays kick off their uh, their season tonight at 7 o'clock uh, against the Texas Rangers. Go, Jays, go! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, uh, yeah! Woo. Go, Jays, go! Oh, yeah. Tonight, home opener. God, there's just a vibe, huh? Oh, Rogers You know Center. what I mean? Uh, Jays against Texas, our first home opener in 
two years. Full capacity, too. 50,000 plus. Bro, there's just like, like, there's a feeling that, like, if it's familiar, but I, you just haven't felt it in a real long time. Like an, an actual opening day with full capacity. Like yeah. The building what, looks it, beautiful. They put bro, flowers out and everything. It, yeah. Balloons. Like it, it's crazy. I love it. They got a new big screen. You have new food options out there. Yeah. Uh, and the team looks just <sighs> amazing. So, Damon Mori got a chance to hang out with the Jays. Speaking to Bo Bichette, Trent Thornton. Uh, Buck Martinez, voice of the Jays as uh, well. Yeah. Love yep. Buck. Um, and they talk all things not baseball. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's some baseball stuff. Okay. But whenever Damon Mori gets together with just like anywhere, anyone, anywhere, yeah. uh, it gets weird. Boba shed it. First of all, it's an absolute honor to be sitting this close to your hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you rather finish last in the division this year or go completely irreversibly bald? Um, I would rather go bald. I think I just enjoy winning more than my hair, for sure. <laughs> but your hair, look at it. It's, like, famous. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love my hair. Um, yeah, I take a lot of pride in it, but if it, if it gets in the way of winning, then I'll cut it immediately. All right, and next up, Trent Thornton. Okay, dude, got to ask you this. First of all, we're back here. First home opener in, like, two years with an audience here. How excited are you? Are you nervous? What's going through your mind? Oh, this is what we've been waiting for for years. You know, we haven't had an opening day in Toronto and quite a while and you know all the boys are getting super fired up for it i mean this place is going to be electric before being a blue jay would you have been ab ever able to point out an actual blue jay in a tree absolutely yeah, yeah i used to be an avid bird watcher as a kid or you know my mom always had a bunch wow. of bird feeders so like cardinals and blue jays and doves and all that stuff robins were always flying around in our backyard okay here is the question <laughs> what sound does a blue jay make <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. When traveling, you sometimes play in super old stadiums. Are you ever too scared to get naked because of the ghosts? <laughs> I don't say, I wouldn't say I, I get afraid to, to be naked. Um, you know, if, if anything, you know, just have more eyes on you, I guess. There's some hotels that we stay at that I, I might be afraid to. Like when we're playing in Tampa, the Vinoy, that's a haunted hotel, man. Crazy stuff happens there. Is the baseball player outfit the sexiest sports outfit? I mean, yeah, I feel like baseball pants show up, show off, you know, baseball butt a little bit more. People in stands might be into that kind of stuff. Who knows? Is this the year? Oh, yeah. I think if you ask everyone in the locker room, we got something to prove, and, you know, hopefully we end up with a ring on our finger come, come the end of the season. Gosuke Kato, how are you? Doing great. If a foul ball hit the foul pole or foul line, it's a fair ball. So why aren't they calling it the fair pole? Um, it's a great question. Um, but, but what if it what if it hits like a pole in the outfield, and uh, that's also a fair pole? Then. So they're all, so there's no foul pole. They're all just fair poles. They're, they're they're just all fair lines and fair poles. Yes. Before being a Blue Jay, would you have ever been able to point out an actual Blue Jay to me? Yes, they are blue. And they look like a blue jay. Okay, so then what sound does a blue jay make? That was pretty good. That sounds like a, that really sounds like a cow, huh? Is the baseball player outfit the sexiest sport outfit? Yes. I think it's because it's the it's the long pants. We don't reveal any skin, but like we're still able to look sexy. That's why it's the sexiest. It's like you don't have to show much skin to be sexy. World famous Buck Martinez, how are you? New season upon us. Are you excited? Yes, I'm very excited. I think it'll be great for the players and the fans to see this place full once again. And it's been a long time since we've had a rocking crowd like we'll see here on opening night. Okay, I got to ask you this. Is the baseball player outfit the sexiest sports outfit? 
Yeah, I think so because, uh, you know, they, they're not uh, shorts like the NBA. They don't have pads like the NHL and the NFL. So, yeah, I think baseball uniform is the classiest because, I mean, who looks good in shoulder pads? You were, obviously people may not know, you were a catcher. Would you rather play nine innings without a protective cup or have all of your DMs made public? <laughs> uh, nine innings without a protective cup because I have good hands. You don't want anyone to see those DMs. No. Go, Jays, go! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a terrible judge of music. So I always uh, defer to you, Mocha, and you, Shem, for the technical aspects of what somebody's capabilities are when they sing. Okay. Uh, Amanda Bynes dropped a brand new track with her fiancé. Okay, yeah, exactly. The so, actress? Yeah. So, but Amanda Bynes was in, like, she was in Hairspray. Like, I think she can sing, right? Like, yeah, she, she can. Like, she yeah, can. like, that's her That's her whole thing. Uh, what a Girl Wants, of course. Uh, she's the man, Hairspray. And then... What was the last thing she was in, though? Like, I, don't, I haven't heard her name. I think that she went back to college. I think she's, like, fashion a... Fashion like school. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, she's in fashion school right oh. now. Is she so, the one that recently ended her... Her conservatorship, conservatorship yep. as well? Yeah, yeah and, okay. and she didn't really get the response of bringing it in. Yeah, uh, yeah. But she also, I believe, was starting to get the a tattoo removed on her face. I think she had it some, like, a heart or something like that. And, oh, wasn't, really? and she was also the one years ago that, um, wasn't she the one that tweeted Drake years ago and said yeah. that thing that she said? Her Twitter handle was, her Twitter feed was wild. Wild back while. then, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, wild. cool. So here, so I'm no judge of music. Okay. okay? We know that. Uh, but Mocha, I want you to sort of judge this from a fire or not fire. And Shem, I want you to judge the uh, the, the technical aspects of the performers. Okay, Sorry. this is uh, Amanda Bynes and her fiance Paul uh, Michael. The song is called Diamonds. Okay, not fire. <laughs> not look at Shem's face. Shem looks shocked. That was three seconds. Okay, not wait. fire. Oh, We're not even there yet, no, folks. Okay. Play more. Play more. We're not even there yet. We're not even. Yo, get you a dictionary and a thesaurus. <laughs> you need more words, girl. Okay. What? Uh, fire, not fire. That is 100% not, not fire. Not fire? No. Uh, what? Okay. Uh, Shem, Shem. Can I, can I actually yes, address can. the fire? Yes, for you a can. Second? Yep. Listen, if that gets played at the right club. Yeah. No, Shem, you are. Listen, I would no. never jam to it, but I could totally see people be diamonds, 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 yeah. diamonds. Okay, this is this no. is why this show no. is no. great. Yes. No. Woo! Right? We just made this on fire. Your opinion's changing, Mocha. hundred percent. Your opinion is changing. No, 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 no. That ain't it. That ain't it. Okay, but imagine this now. Imagine they're playing something. Hold on. What's the What's the lamest song you can think of? Oh wow! Just say it right now. Anything. It could be from any era. The lamest song ever. Like what's chicken the, dance? No, no, no. no. Um, like a, like a pop song. Like give me a, like oh. a super lame pop. Song. Oh, Mambo number um, five. Mariah Carey. No, 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 no. I was saying Mambo number five. No, no, no. No, Mambo number five is fire. It's fire, man. What are you doing? Um, the okay. lamest song ever. Okay, hold on here. 
Yeah. Oh, Eiffel 65. Like, uh, we like no. to party by Venga Boys. No, no, no. no. That's Hold a great on. song. That's a great song. Give me the lame. What's the lamest pop song ever? Like I'm sort blue, of like. Rabbidee. No, no, no. no like I not like even a, a not even a banger. Just like give me like a lame song. Like. Uh, um, oh, like Daniel Powder. I had a bad day. Thank you. Okay, hold on here. Bad day. Okay, now here I'm gonna so mocha. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna imagine we're in a club, right? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So imagine we're in a club, and then uh, we're all sitting here listening to this. Okay. Well, we don't know. Okay. So we're all we're all in the club. We're listening to this. We got bottle service, right? We're looking around. Okay. And then. And then so we're all just like grooving and we all think that we're again for like a real good night. Like we're all ready to party, right? Yeah, yeah. And then just out of nowhere, like just out of nowhere, when we think that we know it all, we're running this room. We got it going on. <laughs> Bottle service. Bottle service. <laughs> Popping bottles so all night. Wait, wait for the transition, right? Let's just yeah. all sit in our own heads for a second. Then we'll wait for the transition. I mean, by comparison, those two songs. <laughs> right? But that's what that's Roz's point. Yes. This is fire. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Well, damn it, Maury had to update his IMDb. Uh, yeah, so every time Maury does a, a spot on a television show, uh, we always like to have the star come on and then critique damn it, Maury's um, performance from the night before. And last night, uh, Maury was on the, so was it the season finale, Maury? Is that yeah, what it was? Finale. Season two, two finale. finale of Pretty Hard Cases over on CBC. Uh, Meredith McNeil, who you know from Baroness, uh, who I love, uh, Adrienne C. Moore. And then Maury's uh, scene was with Charlotte Sullivan. Charlotte Sullivan is going to come on uh, in just a couple of seconds and talk to us and critique Maury's entire performance. Now, I have not heard this yet oh you have it. i have not i didn't okay. watch last night uh-huh. because i want it to be fresh and get charlotte's critique oh. okay as we all sort of go through this together so do you want to hear the actual scene yeah i would love to uh maury so what is the scene here who do you play so i am enrique's driver okay okay so he's like a mob boss or whatever meeting up with charlotte's character he's looking for the usb with the photos on it okay and then I then have to take her wherever it is that she wants to go. So, so it's damn it, Maury. It's yeah. the mob boss. Yeah. And then the mob boss's muscle. Okay. And they're outside of what looks like a factory. And it's nighttime, okay. of course. So nobody else is around. Right, right, right. I see you made it out. Lucky you. Lucky me. Do you have the USB? So Maury's standing there. You're always in such a rush. Behind the mob boss. Fine. I got the USB in my pocket. I'm going to pull it out right now. But I mean it. Gun lowered until I'm out of here safely. So the muscle's pointing a gun at her. It's better. So he tells him, put the gun down. <gasps> she shoots him. Did you know Enrique was a pedo? She's now talking you to Maury. Me. Why don't you see for yourself? All right, well, why don't you just take me to wherever you were taking him? You got him a satellite. The general 
end scene. What did you even say? <laughs> you've, you've I don't got know what it. Said. I said you've got it, Miss Adeline. Because he's terrified, okay. right? Okay. So okay. she okay. shoots the mob boss <laughs> right. and the muscle, right? Okay. And then Maury's standing there, terrified, with yeah. both hands in the air. Okay. And she approaches him. Yeah. Why don't you just take me to wherever you were taking him? You got it, Miss Adeline. And he goes, you got it, Miss Adeline. And then proceeds to open the back door for her. Okay. So she can get into okay. the car yeah. and he closes the door. Okay. Why did you Why say you just take me to wherever you were taking him? You got it, Miss Adeline. Okay, so Lori, so, talk us through your sort of motivation and why you why uh, you you sort of chose uh, that sort of tone of voice for the line. Well, I'm scared. She's holding okay. a gun in, at my face. Yeah. You know, like she just killed. I just watched her kill two people. Okay. And your line again is what? You've got it, Miss Adeline. How many times did you do that line? Well, Malka. No, 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 no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. You've got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. It, it, you got it, Miss Adeline. No, 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 no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, 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 no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. It, it, you got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. It, it, you got it, Miss Adeline. Wow. No, no. It, it, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So here's what I here's what I do know. So so okay. So uh, so just so you know, that's Maury on Pretty Hard Cases last night on CBC. Uh, Charlotte Sullivan, who is in the scene with Maury, is going to be coming up with just in just a couple of minutes to critique Maury's performance. Now, Mocha, here is what I do know. Okay. Out of all those times that damn it, Maury, yes, said the line in what you were listening to. Uh huh. Did you hear one that actually matched up with what you saw on television? I did not. Can I tell you why? Why? Because there's something called ADR, which is they were unhappy after all of that yeah. with Maury's performance that he had to go into a recording studio <gasps> no. after the fact no. and say his line what? again so no. they could so they could sync it up. Really? Like, <laughs> because you know what? When you watch the scene, you don't actually see Maury say the words. No. Right? The shot is from behind Maury. Facing oh, the person oh, he was talking oh, to, no. so you don't see the words actually come out now, of his mouth. Now, keep in mind, every single actor in every single production has to do ADR work, just because background noise and everything. But else. not when they have one line. Okay, I was oh. not going to say that <laughs> but, more, but yeah, it's not when they have one line. You got to miss Adeline. Oh, so you got to miss Adeline was somewhere else. Yes, that wasn't on set. That no, that day? was in a nice, comfy studio. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Okay, okay. So again, that was Dan Mori on Pretty Hard Cases on CBC last night, the season two finale. Aired. Uh, stick around. We're going to play like one song and come back. Charlotte Sullivan, who was in that scene with Maury, uh, will come on and uh, and critique his uh, his uh, no, performance. No, 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 the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Pretty Hard Cases uh, season finale was last night on CBC. Oh, boy, was it. Uh, our very own Damn It Maury made an appearance. Round of applause yes. for Damn It Maury. It's always great when Maury does these guest spots on these shows, whether it be Pretty Hard Cases, this one, or uh, what else were you Frankie in? Frankie Drake Mysteries. Frankie Drake Mysteries. You've Private done Eyes. Murdoch Mysteries, Private Eyes. Because uh, it's always great to have one of the stars of the show on the day after it airs to sort of critique 
Maury's performance. And so here, let's remind you right now of uh, Maury's performance last night on Pretty Hard Cases. What was the scene again? Two people got shot and Maury was a limo driver. Yeah, and- Maury was a limo driver for a gangster who shows up to make an exchange with Charlotte's character, Charlotte that we're right. going to talk to in a second, yes. to grab a USB off of her. And Charlotte then shoots the gangster and his security guard and Oof. is left standing there, uh, scared as hell, is damn it, Maury. Oof, and then rough. they have a uh, little interaction. I see you made it out. Lucky you. Lucky me. Do you have the USB? Okay. That's the gangster, yeah. right? The mob's mob boss. Mob boss. <laughs> Fine. I got the USB in my pocket. I'm going to pull it out right now. But I mean it. Gun lowered until I'm out of here safely. Oh, yeah, because the muscle's holding a gun to her. Yeah. It's better. So that's her. Did you know Enrique was a pedo? You don't believe me. She shoots the mob boss and his security. And she's talking to Maureen now. Just take me to wherever you were taking him. You got him inside a line. (laughs) And that was Maureen's line? That's the general too. And then he opens the car door, yeah. and she sits in it, and yeah. then he gets back okay. into the driver's seat. Okay, so you got it, Miss Adeline. That was the line, right? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Well, listen. Listen. I mean, wow. right? yeah. Yay. Yeah. 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 Actors going to act. Yeah. Okay, let's bring let's bring Charlotte on, because there's some things that I don't even know if Charlotte knows about that episode last night. How you doing, Charlotte? It's Raza Mocha. Oh, my God. So nervous to be talking on the air. I hope I don't say anything wrong. Ah, uh, stop it. Charlotte Sullivan, you were on last night's season finale of uh, Pretty Hard Cases with David Maury. Yes. Congratulations on, uh, first of all, the finale of uh, Pretty Hard Cases of season two last night. Now, the scene with uh, with you and Dammit Maury. Dammit Maury was the limo driver. We've been playing the hell out of it all morning because it's just such a quick line. Now, when you were on set with Maury, um, were mm-hmm. you sort of, as, the, as a pro, were you critiquing his delivery as he was doing it? Because we have like a montage of where Maury tried this over and over and over and over again. Well, there's so many different ways to say it. So he had us all kind of very perplexed. Um, I was nervous to look him in the eye. Uh, He he was very intense, but no, he was so sweet. It was like such a lovely, lovely day. He Uh, was so, he was adorable. Charlotte, would you like to hear the amount of times uh, that Dan and Maury had to (laughs) deliver the line to you? Listen to this. No, 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 no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. You've got it, Miss Adeline. No, no, it, it, you got it, Miss Adeline. No, 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 no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, 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 no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. It, it, you got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. You got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. It, it, you got it, Miss Adeline. No, no. It, it's. Oh. <laughs> I get it. That's, that's... Hey, you know what's funny? Yeah. The no-no part didn't even make it. Yeah. No, because we always discuss that uh, when somebody, you know, starts acting for the first time, the one thing they do, because this is how we always catch Maury in lies as well when he's acting or lying, is that he does this deliberate sort of almost st- stutter thing, right? So it's, no, 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 no Miss Adeline. You know, it's like that kind of like that that stutter thing. That's that's Maury's tell. And so did you pick up on that at all? Um, I mean, there, for me, this is what I did pick up on in any stutter, but okay. I picked up on like these pretzels are making me thirsty. It's like you can say it 500 different kinds of ways. So I was blown away by his his delivery. Um, and uh, no, I didn't catch. I didn't see. He was nervous. He was like he was intimidating. Okay. 
So here's what we also found out, and I don't even know if you know this. but I don't know. Okay, but the reason that that piece of dialogue in the show that it aired last night on Pretty Hard Cases sounds so different than all those times that we played it when Maury was trying to do it on set (laughs) was because even after all of that and all of those times, they had Maury weeks later go and sit in a recording studio and re-record his line into a microphone i had to do the same so maybe we're both really bad oh, <laughs> come on now stop it now do you think in your uh, acting experience yeah. shooting a scene like what we saw with damn it maury last night on pretty hard cases would it have taken uh, less time, more time, in your opinion? Because he was there? You because mean he how was much there. time he took uh, up? Yeah. yeah. No, he was, listen, I keep joking, but he was such a delight. It's like, it, we, that was a long day. It was going into the middle of the night, and he was, he was a doll. He was such a joy. So that's, um, that, no, I'm not going to keep making fun of him. He was beautiful. No, no, Maury wants to ask you a question, Charlotte. Were you as excited as I was when around 11 p.m., a truck pulled up and they delivered hundreds burgers? of bur- yeah, the burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maury, Maury. I recall you leaving, trying uh, to go run to set and someone yelling at you saying, get back here, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God, Charlotte. Uh, you are the best. Thank you so much. We're all huge fans of, uh, of you oh, and, and, uh, and of this show. And thank you guys so much for being so good to our Damn It, Maury. And thank you for coming on and uh, critiquing his performance last night on Pretty Hard well, Cases. Thank you for wanting to talk to me. You're very, very sweet. No, Have absolutely. a wonderful day, Charlotte Sullivan. You too. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, damn it, Maury, last night on the season two finale of Pretty Hard Cases on CBC, uh, Charlotte Sullivan, who did the scene with Damn It, Maury. This is how it played out. Did you know Enrique was a pedo? You don't believe me. Why don't you see for yourself? All right, well, why don't you just take me to wherever you were taking him? You got it, Miss Adeline. And scene. and scene. So it was, uh, your line was what, Maury? You got it, Miss Adeline. <laughs> now keep in mind, this is an hour long episode. Yeah. I was at like the 57 minute mark. Oh, <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so 57 minutes until we got to this? You got it, Miss Adeline. And then that was it. Yeah. Okay. So I right, listen, we applaud all performances hey. here. Uh, they, they went through the whole thing, hair, makeup, and wardrobe, uh, at walking out of the trailer, all the stuff. Uh, now, Maury, because he was at the 57-minute mark of that episode, sat and watched the whole thing with his husband, damn it, Matthew, on the couch last night. And this was uh, this was Matthew's reaction. Why don't you just take me to wherever you're taking him? You got him, Miss What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> What was your line? You got it, Miss Adeline. Hey, oh, you didn't seem scared. <laughs> That's it. What? That's it. Oh my God! And you told everyone to watch. You got it, Miss Adeline. Seems like you needed to redo that line. Like you got it, Miss Adeline. Like no, I did it like a hundred times, but then they had me go in studio and do it again. She looks like. Oh my God. Okay. Now say something nice. Okay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so supportive, huh? So supportive. What is it you always say, Maury? That's what love looks like? That's what love yeah. looks like. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Nancy, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be talking to you both. Uh, and I love uh, We are very happy that you are joining us right now. Uh, tell everyone why you are joining us. So... I'm in a dilemma where I'm wondering, does how I dress to work really affect how people think of me? How you dress at work, does it affect the way people think of you? Euro says, Razamoka fixed my life. I've started going back to the office where everyone dresses up formal, hairdos, oh, no. makeup, etc. And that is the issue. Uh, one, I haven't done all of these before. Two, I personally prefer comfy clothes. I am not sure... Uh, if I'll be looked down on by others if I don't dress up. This is a real interesting thing, and I've been reading about j- this exact stuff for uh, for a while. And there's been a couple really great studies on the, um, you know, dress for success, right? Sure. And it actually is true. You perform better. Your productivity goes up when you dress up. Right. It's just a fact. It also has to do with the fact that every now and then in your day, somebody's going to look at you and go, oh, my God, I love your outfit. Sure. Or, oh, my God, your hair looks great. Or, oh, my God, <laughs> who did your makeup? What lip liner? You know what I mean? Like all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So you invite these sort of compliments from people who um, look at you. They make that judgment and they they sort of acknowledge it in, in, a, in an appropriate way. And that does wonders for productivity. Right. Um, however, they also say, even if you put a lab coat on, you are more productive. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like just like certain (laughs) things like uniformy type things, like even just the idea of putting a lab coat on makes you more productive. Maybe I'll get one. Yeah. But however, they did, they, they did a study and they took two college professors. Okay. And one of them wore a suit and a tie briefcase to school every day. Yeah. The other college professor was the guy with the long hair, the T-shirt, and Birkenstocks. Okay. okay? And then they said, uh, sort of like, who was your favorite? Who was the better professor? And on the surface alone, the college professor with the suit and tie came out on top. As soon as you told people that they both work at universities that have strict dress codes, everybody said the better professor was the one who showed up in a T-shirt and Birkenstocks because they look like the nonconformist. Sure. And the nonconformist will always look like the genius. Yeah. Right? So if you're going to dress down, it has to be for purpose. Okay? You can't just walk in like a slob. If you are sort of like rebelling or you have reasons for dressing the way you do, then that will actually help you at work. Other than that, no. Uh, Nancy, has anyone at your work said anything about what you wear? No, not really. Everyone oh, has really. been really What do you, what yeah, do what you, do you wear? wear? We didn't even ask. Yeah. Yeah, so I would like to wear like, I don't know, a hoodie and then a pants, I guess. And what is everybody else wearing? Oh, they're like wearing uh, casual business clothes, I guess. Yeah, you can't wear a hoodie to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. you got to be professional. <laughs> Yeah, like you're you, not you're not an intern, okay. right? Yeah, you will you yeah. will you will feel better better about yourself if uh, if if you just throw on even just something super cash that's still comfortable. But you can't you can't be the person that shows up in a in in a hoodie, you know? Because realistically, <laughs> how many hoodies do you own? And it's only going to be a couple of months before they see that same hoodie, you know, five six times, right? And then you're the woman that doesn't change your clothes. <laughs> 
but yeah, not just right? not just that, Nancy. If you're reaching out and you have these, um, you know, these concerns that are on your mind, imagine how you're going to feel. Like you're going to be so distracted in your workday, sitting there in a hoodie, wondering what people are saying or thinking about you sitting there in a hoodie. And that's, that's just going to so take you away from what you should be doing, which and, is work. And not, yeah. yeah, and not that that matters. But the one thing I don't want you, Nancy, to miss out on is opportunity. Right. And I don't want you to miss out on opportunity because somebody above you, uh, regardless of your competence, uh, doesn't feel that you take the job seriously. And unfortunately, that's not an opinion that you can change. You know what I mean? You're not in charge of the way that they see you. And they may look at you as in somebody who just doesn't take the job or the work environment or your coworkers seriously. And that's that's the sort of danger zone of wearing a hoodie to work. Yeah, that totally makes sense. You know? Does that give you a little bit of clarity? Oh, yes. Okay, great. Thank you so much. It was nice talking to you. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I remember one time I worked at a place where they used to do Dress Down Fridays. Uh Uh-huh. And they they introduced it because the world was like everybody was doing Dress Down Fridays. And the company I worked for was like, hey, when are we going to do Dress Down Fridays? Casual Fridays. And uh, they did Casual Friday after the first Casual Friday. The first one. Three people. Three people that I knew got dragged into HR and told never to wear that to work again. No. Because people took it way too far. Really? <laughs> like way too far, like right? Friday night at a club. Fri- oh, my <laughs> God. Like not even Friday night at a club. Like like bachelorette party. Oh, <laughs> right? wow. Yeah, yeah. What, t- uh, dude, I work with, I swear to God. Okay, this was a place where people wore suits, okay? Uh. The first time they introduced Casual Friday, a guy who normally wears a suit to work wore a tank top. Okay. Okay. It's not that cash. Okay. Like maybe a polo, (laughs) not a tank. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Hey, what did you have for your birthday dinner last night? Ah, Chinese. Oh, you did. Yeah. Jenna ordered from uh, one of our favorite places, but it wasn't like greasy, dirty, make you feel terrible Chinese. No problem. Um, But it was an Asian inspired meal. What's your, what's on? like vegetable fried rice. Okay. There was grilled shrimp. Okay. With like a mango sauce. Mm. Mm. Uh, there was spring rolls. Yeah, yeah. Hit me. Which was amazing. Okay, okay. Um, and then there was this like fried beef. Yeah. Damn, a couple of plates of that. How are you so awake good, right huh? now? Exactly. No, I'm hey, still feeling it. What's on your list of Chinese? Like if you're going to order Chinese, right? Like mm. what's the, if you, if you find that like some oh, restaurants have, combo? some restaurants have certain things, some restaurants don't. Yeah. Like do you have that one dish from a Chinese restaurant that if that particular restaurant doesn't have it, you will just full stop, move on to a different restaurant? Wonton soup. Everybody has wonton soup. Don't they? Am I crazy? It's no, my favorite. Chinese restaurant does, yeah. I think every Chinese restaurant has well, wonton like if they, soup. If one particular, didn't, like if one particular yeah. didn't have chicken balls? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, something like that. Right? Something like that. I'd because it's like, just uh, certain things, right? That's staple. Oh, it's been forever since I had a chicken ball. Mine is, uh, I think they call it chicken sugai. Which uh, is? Or like almond chicken or chicken sugai. It's like where they take a filet of chicken and they batter and bread the whole thing and then they chop it up into slices oh, all the yeah. way down. And it's yeah, like yeah, just yeah. crispy fried all over around this like chicken breast. Yeah. That's my favorite. If they don't have that, I move on. I move on. Hey, when you're eating wonton soup, do you uh, do you put the whole ball in your mouth or it do depends. you bite it? It depends on how big. And then put half of it back. Yeah. No, I, I, I cut it with the spoon because like you only get two. So, like, I want it to last. Gotcha. Um, but I put the crunchy things in it, too. Those crunchy sticks? Oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, don't know. like I don't the crunchy wonton. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will. It depends because some places have, like, 
massive dumplings. Right. Some don't. Right. Or wontons. Yeah. Um, if they are small, put the whole thing in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Maury. Come on, man. If they're big, yeah. I will take a bite. <laughs> you put half? Yeah, I'll have half. Yeah. Put the rest down. Right. Enjoy yeah. what's in my mouth. Right. <laughs> what if it's too hot? Maybe have, well, I just blow on it a little bit. <laughs> Uh, have some broth. Yeah. And then when I'm ready for the rest, yeah. I'll go right in there. Okay. Do you bite it? Now, do you, uh, when you're, do you use chopsticks? I'm generally, not the, generally with Chinese food or no? No. You don't, Spoon huh? and or fork. I will use chopsticks for sushi. Yeah. But I find I'm not a pro with chopsticks and noodles. Because yeah, I find yeah, they just yeah, slip out yeah, too much, yeah. too quick. Please. And I'm definitely not a pro using chopsticks with rice. No, but you know what? Most about most it. people I know, like I, I stopped using um, chopsticks with rice years ago when I was a, when I was younger. When I went to a friend's house who was Chinese, and they sat down for dinner, and there was chopsticks on the table, but nobody used them to eat the rice. They need to create chopsticks with a spoon at the end of it. That well, they have. They're just called spoons. Yeah, <laughs> without the chopstick part. <laughs> Okay, yo, real quick. You real can quick. flip any two spoons around and they just quickly become chopsticks, Maury. <laughs> okay, real quick. Yeah. You're ordering at a Chinese restaurant. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. What is your, like, app, like build the menu right okay. now. Okay, for me, for me, it's chicken sugai. That's, like, my number one. And I hope, yeah. I'm, yeah. I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, chicken sugai is my number one. Absolutely chicken fried rice. Yeah. I adore chicken fried rice with everything in me. I flip back and forth between wanting spring rolls and egg rolls. Okay. Depending, depending, right? Yeah. I prefer a like Vietnamese spring roll, mm-hmm. so I will sometimes get an egg roll, which uh-huh. I I quite enjoy, uh, and then I will do a spicy beef dish. Okay. And I, and I'm not picky. I'm like, find me your best spicy beef dish, and for me, that's it. I don't muck around with veg and all that stuff when I'm ordering sure. Chinese. Whatever's in whatever you throw in the in the wok, yeah, and then stick it in the container. I'm eating it. I'm not gonna go requesting a veg dish yeah. though. Give me all the MSG. Yes, all of it, all of it, <laughs> all the <laughs> meat, too. everything. I'm yes. always going wonton soup. I'm always going. Um, really, yeah. yeah, I'm always going spring rolls. Yeah. I am always going beef fried rice, mm. chicken fried rice, mm. uh, chicken balls. And then chicken a balls. spicy beef or spicy shrimp. Chicken. General Tao oh, chicken, is that? Yeah. That's oh, like yo, a it's... sweet, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, General Tao's that. so good, Yeah, you though. like that, huh? So good. Okay, well, that's, that's uh, 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 now that I'm starving. Like, that's and a then succulent Chinese dish right, right there. Succulent Chinese meal. Right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. See Shem on his phone. You doing Wordle right now? I, I actually did it this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, ma'am. Did you guys all do your Wordles? Yeah, we sent them to the group chat. Oh, okay. Uh, damn it, Maury got his in six, Shem in five, Roz in five. five. Yeah, it was tough today, and it shouldn't have been. I hate when I get to the, the end, and then I realize that it should have been much easier than what it was. That's what she said. Shut up. Because um, I'm reading that, where do you guys, when you guys do your Wordle, yeah. is it first thing in the morning, like when you guys wake up? Yeah, I do it right before I walk in the building here. Yeah, I, I do mine in the parking lot. Yeah, that's I what I do too. At home yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's, it's what oh. I do. I, I drive I, I drive here from, yeah. from home. I park, uh-huh. uh, and then I take a breath, and I grab my phone. I do my Wordle right before I walk up into the into the building. It's sort of the last thing I do. Is, it's like the, the little zen kind of moment before, yeah. before I come up here and do the show. Because uh, there's this new survey uh, of Wordle players, and 16% of people do their wordle sitting on the toilet that's me i do on the weekends do you yeah yeah um 40 say 
first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. 13% wait until lunch, <laughs> which I find majority of people I know who do world got to get it out of the way. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Right in the morning. Uh, 13, so I said 13% uh, lunch, 22% wait until the evening. Cheaters. Like yeah. after work Cheater. or Shem. like Call right, it before, out cheaters. right before bed. <laughs> you shush. <laughs> um, people, there's 23% of people do it while at work. Yeah. My brother is like a weird case for Wordle. My what brother do does his right after midnight when it switches. Or whenever it is. Like, I wake up yeah. at, when I wake up at uh, at 4 a.m., my brother's is already in my, in my text. Really? I do that yeah. on Saturdays. He like, does, yeah, he I'm does. watching SNL. I couldn't do, I could, then I couldn't go the whole day. Then I gotta go, like, a whole day. Yeah, that's it, weird. No, that's no, weird. no, 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 it's not for me. So he does it, is he, does he do that because for fear? He's up. No, he's just up. Oh, okay. He's so it's just not, like, up. for fear of, like, no, 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 finding no. out the word somewhere no, else. Maybe no, somebody no, no, texted no. him or you see it online. No, it's just part of his routine. Like, at midnight, he's like, oh, Wordle time. And that's gotcha, when he that's yeah. when he enjoys it, right? Like, he oh, does okay, it right okay, before okay. bed, basically. I wish they told you on the, the page what number person you are to do it. What do you mean? Like, how many in the world? Have, like, if your number 400,000 to do it thus far. Oh, like, when your yeah, brother yeah, does yeah, it at midnight, yeah, I wonder yeah. if he's, like, number 50. Right, right, right. Or yeah. 50,000. Yeah, shout. Can I say that my mother, I got my mother into Wordle recently. Yeah. And she is so competitive. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my, yeah. my mother will will chirp me, right? Like, my mom has been pretty good at Wordle. Like, she's, she'll yeah. get it done in, like... In like two or three, yeah. yeah, and she'll chirp me. She's like, "How many?" Did you? In, in our family group chat, she'll be like, "You know, how many did you get it in?" I guess I got it in four. Huh? I got it in two. Yeah. Guyanese oh. are smarter than you. Look at look at Shem. Oh, like, wow, wow, <laughs> wow. We hey, should add, we should add it to uh, our group chat because I'm sure she thinks you cheat too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear her thoughts on Shem's record of two. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. See, uh, Haley Bieber had to. I saw that go on TikTok and like. So what were people saying? So she had to go on and tell people to leave her alone. But like, I don't know how, how bad was it getting, and what was it getting bad over? I like, guess what are people dragging her for? Anything that she I guess, posts, I right? Guess, I Absolutely guess. Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's always going to be comments in there about her husband's ex, Selena Gomez. Is that what it is still yeah. with the Selena Gomez? Still, still, yeah. And that was like. Because I know people have been on her, like, thinking she's pregnant and stuff like this. And I know there's a lot of people that don't, you know, that still will never like Justin. And But I didn't know people were still dragging her for Selena yeah. Gomez so Here's what uh, Haley Bieber put out on TikTok yesterday. Leave me alone at this point. I'm minding my business. I don't do anything. I don't say anything. Leave me alone, please. Enough time has gone by where it's valid to leave me alone. I beg of you, truly. That's my only request. Be miserable somewhere else, please. <laughs> Be miserable somewhere right. else. Because I could only imagine, like, Bro, the like, comments that, that she gets. No, no. It is. And, and, and you'd the like DMs. To, yeah, I know. I know. I, geez. But you would like to say that it's avoidable. Because real, realistically, like, when you put your phone down, none of that really exists. The feeling does that you get from having experienced it or gone through it or, or read through them, which is a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, people are just miserable. And the thing about trolls is most trolls 
don't even care about what they're talking about. The purpose of trolling is to get a reaction from oh, you. Sure. And so unfortunately, as much as I support Haley Bieber in doing a video like this and go be miserable somewhere else because that is so accurate mm -hmm. and so you can deservedly, um, they don't care even what they're talking about. And you they just won. Like you doing that video is a huge victory for so many trolls. Sure. It's a massive victory. Um, I saw, I think the other day, day or last week didn't selena gomez post something because people were going in on her weight and then oh she yeah and then she went to she went to jack in the box and ordered everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah do we yeah. still have that is that still in there maury no, where, selena, that, where selena gomez is going through her order was that yesterday it was the other day it was the other day i think it was i think it was on maybe, oh yeah, 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 yeah i think it was on maybe monday Here, this is selena gomez so i be trying to stay skinny but I went to Jack in the Box and I got four tacos, three egg rolls, onion rings, oh, damn. and a spicy chicken sandwich. Mm. But honestly, I don't care about my weight because people bitch about it anyway. You're too small. You're too big. That doesn't fit. Me, 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 me. I am perfect the way I am. Moral of the story? Bye. <laughs> God, Jack. Yeah. We don't have Jack in the Box up here, but Jack no. in the Box, you can get a you can get a chicken burger and spring rolls. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell kind of place is that? Delicious, glorious. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the NBA was friggin' wild last night, dude. Why, I don't happened? know if you heard about this. So the Clippers and the Timberwolves mm -hmm. are playing. Late in the second quarter, there's a woman laying face first on the court underneath one of the baskets. Like on the court? Yeah. Right? Like face down? Face down, right? Under the hoop, basically. Was And the game was being played? Yes. There was a foul shot that was about to be taken, right? Uh -huh. uh, here's how it played out on television. Okay. Somebody has fallen a arena worker has fallen at the other end and you can see right now oh no I'm not sure if she fainted or fell but they are assisting her you know I say it's an arena work it may have been somebody else because they quickly got her up and, and got her off in a hurry oh okay I, th I think we've been told there was a protest and I think she was writing something on the floor so you know where the baskets <laughs> are, right? You'll the there will usually be security. There'll usually be yeah. uh, like a towel person that will go and wipe the court. But NBA is weird. Moment, NBA right? like there's really no there's nothing between fans and yeah. playing area. And then you have right? photographers, and then you have seats, right, yeah. for fans, the court sides. Uh, so then this woman is laying face first, right? And then they go to the sideline reporter, Allie LaForce, yeah. to ask her what happened because she has an explanation. So whatever it was, she is gone, and the graffiti or whatever she was doing on the floor is being wiped away. Allie, what do you see down there? It's worse than graffiti. I was just told by security that she apparently had glue, and she glued herself to the floor. And she refused to lift her wrist up. And I don't mean to laugh, but this really happened. She glued her wrist to the floor, and they were trying to pull her off, and she was resisting, trying to keep her wrist glued down it to the was, It was a protest of some sort, I'm assuming. Allie? I think that's a fair assumption. 
Okay, so somebody tried to glue themselves to the court? Yeah. In protest of what? Listen to this. Following the incident, a global grassroots network of animal rights activists named Direct Action Everywhere claimed responsibility for the protest, saying in a press release that it was in response to an alleged animal rights issue at a Timberwolves owner, Glenn Taylor's egg farm. Oh, my God. So all oh, of that God. is yeah. the reason why this quote-unquote fan, not a fan, no. decided to glue herself to the court in Minnesota in the arena. Because during the, 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 Timberwolves the Timberwolves owner also, he owns a basketball team and a chicken farm. Yes. Everything on the basketball side of things you assume is A-OK, -okay, but the chicken farm, there's some nonsense right. going on there writing, allegedly. Nobody knows what she was writing. She was like scribbling something Free on the, the chickens, whatever it may be. It'd be hard to be. use, I like, know. I guess, what kind of glue you'd use on a shiny basketball team. I know you have to have something that, like, like sticks Elmer's? real real quick. No, no, no. No, you no, need no, to you do, need, like, like, a gorilla, gorilla glue. glue. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You need Super glue, gorilla glue, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Hot glue, you need a massive extension cord. You can't do that. You can't show up with your hot glue gun. Right? <laughs> hey, let me plug this in real yeah, quick. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Ashley, welcome to it. What's going on with you? Oh my gosh. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I just need some help with some work-life balance. Okay. You wrote us this. Uh, hey, Ronza Mocha, I am a workaholic. I work a high-pressure, uh, com high-commission job. Is it high-pressure, high-commission, or high-pressure commission job? Both. Both. Okay, well, <laughs> oh, good wow. for you. Congratulations. We'll continue Thank on you. now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I have been working at the same place for seven years. It was all manageable until I had my daughter about a year ago. I was so obsessed with work that I had to go back after two weeks of maternity leave. Wow. Uh, it is starting to affect everything in my life, including my marriage and the way I'm perceived by my daughter. How do I develop a work-life balance, or is it time to uh, get out of this career forever? I will tell you this. I don't know who it was that came up with this nonsense, of this thing, this myth called a work-life balance. But <laughs> as soon as it got out in the world and people started talking about it, like it was an actual thing, that it was something that was attainable, especially for a woman with a brand new kid. Trying to achieve that is impossible. There is no balance. Everything in your life is triage. It's an emergency room. You fix the things that are going to die first. Yeah. And that's <laughs> right. it. And that's it. It's there just is like no chaos balance. All the time. It's chaos all the time. Um, Ashley, here's my question. What is it that you are looking for? You look at your life right now. You look at everything that's going on, work and at home. What is it that you are looking for? So so it's not so much about even like the amount of time I spend at work. Um, I work 32 hours a week. It's mm -hmm. pretty much a part-time job. I'm really grateful. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is I can't disconnect from that. Um, I have a partner who also is commissioned, and I'm just so overly competitive that I check the system pretty much every five minutes of my day and night and opening hour of the establishment um, to, to kind of keep tabs. And that's kind of trying to what I'm going to change. Um, even when I was on my honeymoon, I was checking it all the time. Um, it's just something that I just can't disconnect from work. It's not so much a work-life balance, but mm -hmm. it's the obsession. Um, maybe that's, that's the best word. And, and I don't know if it's just this career or if it's every career I'm going to be this way. What happens to in your mind when you see – 
you open up the website, you see the numbers, and maybe they're not what you're expecting. It's more or less as like he does if if it, he has a really good deal and makes a lot of money. I feel very shut down in my mm-hmm. home life. Sure. I feel demotivated. I feel almost like numb, mm-hmm. um, unable to you know uh, like feel any kind of other thing except for focus towards work. So okay. I don't really know how to fix that. It's been seven years like this. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I, I, I would say instead of doing less of something, do more of something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you have, it, it's very difficult. And we've talked about this before on the show, right? Like I'm, I'm the type of person where I'm motivated in a different way, which is if I'm doing too much of one thing, if somebody tells me to stop doing that, I will do the exact opposite and I will do more mm-hmm. of that. Uh, but if somebody tells me to do more of something, I will do yes. that. I will do that. So you have to figure out in your life, instead of trying to remove something or stop doing something, just find something else that you do that is beneficial and makes you feel good and just do more of that. And eventually you will reduce the amount of time you spend on the other. Mm, it's just that's it's, good advice. it's just going it's going to it's going to happen. And then the other thing that I will ask you this is there is no point on working the hours you do and stressing the way that you do if you don't have something in your day that makes all of that worth it, right? And the thing that makes all of that worth it can't be the thing. It can't be the reward from work that makes it all worth it. You have to have something else in your day that makes all the hours, all the stress, all the fights, all the emails, all the phone calls worth it. And whatever that thing is, if it's your Mm -hmm. husband, if it's your kid, if it's cooking, if it's anything, you have to do that thing or experience that thing in your day that makes all the other stuff worth it every single day. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Yeah, I'm trying to. You can't go a full day. You can't go a full day without doing the thing that makes it all worth it, without reaping the sort of rewards and the the life you've built outside of work. Do you have something in your life that you could think of right now as Raz is saying this? So so that's a very good point. Um, I'm actually a person who doesn't have any hobbies, never have. Mm. I don't have any real friends. Um, I just have my family. Um, So that's a real good advice. I've been trying to branch out. I'm going to a pottery class starting next week. I'm I'm branching out and doing different things that that will make me happy. Yeah. And sometimes you need that, right? You need that one thing that is just yours and yours alone, right? Right. That is separate from family, that is separate Mm. from work to take your mind off of it. And that will become not your new obsession, but your new passion. Right. To funnel into. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Does that help, Ashley? It does. Yes. Thank you. I've been such a fan for so long. So thanks for having me on the show. Oh, well, thank you for reaching out. It was so nice talking to you. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a great morning. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Just saw Tiger Woods on TV, but I didn't catch the story. How did he do yesterday? Bro, he got a hole-in-one yesterday. Did he really? Yeah, he's minus one for the day. Yeah. Play the clip. Um, First of all, I could listen to golf all day long. He almost got a hole-in-one. Oh, he almost got a hole-in-one. I'm so sorry. Um, Yeah, I could listen to golf like all day long. I used to go home when I had time to nap Mm -hmm. and I would just put the golf channel on and just listen to these guys talk. And the, just the sound of the, the bugs and the cicadas and the birds and everything else in the background. That was your version of the Calm app. It was. Yes, you're right. right. You're right. It was it was my version of the Calm app or whatever the hell. Catherine, I, I go to bed every night. I feel like it's a thunderstorm outside because Catherine puts on the rain on her phone. Yeah. Right? And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, God, it's raining again. Like, it wakes me up. Right? Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't like it. She no, loves it. I, she well, loves it. I listen to that stuff. Uh, I do meditation at night. Do you? With the Calm app. And yeah. then I also, like on Apple Music, I listen to 
um, like waterfall sounds and rain sounds. Right. And that. Yeah. But she doesn't like, I don't mind. I don't mind if it's just like a rain sound, but like her favorites are all like rain on a tin door. Oh, right. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's not. It's not a good sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. not. It's sometimes not, it's frightening. Yeah, right. Alone in a barn and it's raining. Oh yeah, play that one. So <laughs> so, so it's, it's terrifying. Uh, so uh, I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. So I think first day of the Masters. Yeah, yesterday. I think he's one under for the day. I think that that's how he came out of it, and he, he did okay. He he bonked one off the trees, and then they let him uh, sort of do the club length away to get back on the fairway uh, and then a lot of people said that he was getting preferential treatment but really that's sort of golf uh, but here listen to this listen to this clip the commentators talking about uh, Tiger cut six what a shot from Tiger see that would have woke me up right there all that cheering if I was trying to sleep guys, the game's there <laughs> One more look at this. Billy has said cut six iron. Oh, six iron. Dialed it. <laughs> perfect. Oh. Hear the birds? You could di- always got to dial it perfect. Nice. Just up onto that plateau, <laughs> the perfect distance. Here, four months, 24 days <laughs> since Tiger made a birdie at Augusta National. Okay, go. so uh, also, I love that voice, bro. Fourteen months ago, they 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 were having serious discussions about amputating this guy's leg. I know, right? Did he break 14, both legs? Fourteen months ago, no, I think it was both legs. One of them was real bad, and I think the other one was his foot or something like that. Fourteen months ago, they were having a discussion about taking one of his legs. Yeah, and yesterday he's almost at the, at the Masters, almost hole in one, shoots a minus one for the day. It's Damn. great, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm tired now. I need a nap. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. How's it going, Desiree? Welcome to Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Where are you calling from? Um, Illinois. And, uh, when and where does your hell of a story, Desiree, take place? Um, well, I got married in 2010, um, but the best man at my wedding, uh, is my husband now. Excuse me? What? (laughs) Hold on yeah. a second. Right out the gate. This is <laughs> okay. color confusing. I got so many questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure okay. Spo- also, spoiler alert. So you got married in 2010, and the best man at that wedding is now your husband? Yes. Okay. okay. How mm-hmm. in the hell does this happen? Take us through the story, please. I didn't know he had any feelings beyond this before this point. Uh, we were all friends. So we were all in high school together. So obviously, like, we just hung out. We were all best friends and we did things together. Whenever he went to give his speech, he just started going on about like how he thought it was beautiful and like how he thought it was an amazing person. And I was just like, um, oh, okay. And then he was like, yeah, when I first met her, um, I was trying to figure out how I could be with her. And he, I don't think he like, yeah. He said this in the wedding, in the wedding speech. Yeah. Was it awkward? It was, I was like, I think he's just like drunk and like <laughs> maybe like ma- like meant more things like as friends. I'm not sure. The man yeah. that you married that night, did he have a conversation with the best man about that speech or was there any discussion about the best man's speech at that wedding? No. So like when I when I heard it and I like I said, I don't know exactly like the words, but I think like it was just like, <laughs> okay, and everybody <laughs> I thought it was just me. 
um, people did like come up to me afterwards. So I think it's like, however you heard it or whatever, we kind of laughed it off. We, me and my ex never discussed it. Really? Um, wow. So did the best man at all say anything outside of that to you at the wedding? Yes. So oh. actually, uh, <laughs> at the, uh, after that point, I was kind of shrugging it off. Like we were friends, you know, he's, he's just drunk, whatever. And Whenever um, I went on the dance floor for the entire night, he came up to me um, and we danced and he was like, you know, if I'm the best man, then why didn't you give me a chance? Why didn't you, why why didn't you choose me? Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I was like, what? What do do you mean? And he was just like, nothing. I love you. I love him. And he like kind of just walked away. And that was the thing that hit me the most because I had never heard anything like that from him. And I just, like, walked upstairs to my, like, honeymoon room, like, sitting in my wedding dress on the floor, like, did he just tell me that he lo- I loves me? Does, does he have feelings for me? I have no idea, like, what that meant. So your wedding night, then, does it play out like a regular wedding night, or are you too distracted by the fact that the best man just told you that he loved you and asked you why you never gave him a chance? It was something that, like, I couldn't let go of. I like it just stuck in my mind. So how how was the marriage? Yeah, good. No. <laughs> no. I wonder why, Desiree. Yeah, I was married for a year, and and it wasn't all because it wasn't because of this situation. It was other stuff. Yeah, a year went by, and we didn't work out. And whenever it didn't work out, you know, I found out more about me and Bryant. I guess. So hold on here. So when your marriage started to not work out, that's when you gave Bryant that chance, right? Yeah. Whenever me and the first husband wasn't working out, we just were hanging out, and he was there for me, and. Uh, I one night he kissed me and how did it feel in that moment it was unexpected I didn't I never like knew how to go beyond that and when we kissed I felt like all that connection we had as friends like like it was a good kiss (laughs) okay before we before we go any further let's bring Bryant in the the best man at that wedding which was you guys have been together now for how many years 11 years 11 years Mary 10 hey Bryant hey guys what's going on man Hey, not much. You know, somebody finally wants to hear from me. Did you know? Did you know that day, that wedding day, that you were going to say what you said on that mic? Absolutely not. Oh, you no. didn't? No, 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 no. What was no, it? Was it the so, uh, uh, little bit of alcohol? The liquid courage came out? Yeah, a little bit of liquid courage came out, you know. Um, so I didn't plan any type of speech. Uh, until about five minutes before I had to make it. So so I scribbled some stuff on a napkin, and it was my time to speak, and I guess you could say I went off uh, script a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Yo, but then when you um, went and danced with her later on, you went off script again. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I've, I've always had feelings for um, Des. I guess I, I suppressed them for so long. Were you bothered at all, um, Bryant, by even being the best man at that wedding because of the feelings you had for Desiree? Um, yeah, it was a tough t- situation to be in. So Desiree was talking about that kiss, that first time you guys kissed and how wild and electric it was and how everything made sense in that moment. Uh, talk to us about that that kiss. Yeah, so, uh, so we were watching a show. I think it was The Office. Um, but... <laughs> Yo, that's my favorite show, guys. Which episode? Which episode? Please tell me it was Dinner Party. We just, we just started watching it. It was okay. like the beginning of it. Okay, so right, you cool. guys are sitting around watching The Office, and what was your what was your move, Brian? Um, while we were just sitting there, and I just uh, didn't just kind of leaned over and, and gave her a, a kiss, and I asked her if I could do it again. She said, yeah, and 
There we go. Oh and then my again God. and again and again and again. Yeah. 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 Enough, enough to have uh, four. Yeah. Enough to have four sons. That's how much. You oh, Hold on. You wow. guys got four kids now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yo, Y'all got to stop kissing. <laughs> it's so perfect. You guys are watching The Office because your life story is The Office. Bryant, you were Jim. Desiree was Pam. And at one point... I know. And your ex is Roy. We have joked so much about that. When we started watching it, we're like, this is legit our life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, congratulations. So you got four You got four kids. You've been together 11 years, married for 10. Uh, this was, Desiree and Bryant, a hell of a story, man. Uh, I really appreciate both of you. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. Have a great day, Jim and Pam. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, later. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I see that uh, Al Pacino's trending. And, um, Why? and Al Pacino, at the age that he is, he's like a thousand. I always think two things. Either one, he got COVID. I know. Or two, know. he died. I know. But... I hate, you, I hate when you wake up and somebody like that is trending. Like Eddie Murphy was trending all day yesterday, and oh, I didn't no. click on it at the beginning. Now I think it was his birthday or something like that. Oh. Um, so the reason why Al Pacino is trending is because um, Jason Momoa posted a picture. He was out for dinner with Al Pacino, right? Yeah. And people are freaking out over the fact that so Al Pacino has his phone face down on the table, right? And people are freaking out over the phone case that Al Pacino has. Oh, why? What does he have? Because it's it's a Shrek. Phone case. Really? It's just got Shrek faces all over the thing. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. It's like 12 bucks or 13 bucks on Amazon. Somebody found it. it. Stop it. (laughs) So, like, God bless Al Pacino and his Shrek iPhone case. But that's the reason why is because of a phone case that's got Shrek on it. Come on now. Yeah. I was like, of all the things for Al Pacino to be trending about. Here's, okay, can I tell you what I think it is? What? I think that. Um, Al Pacino doesn't have a phone of his own. And I think that when Al Pacino goes out and like does something like dinner, whatever it is, like either like his publicist or somebody like, like that goes, okay, here's, here's a phone, uh-huh. right? Um, it's unlocked. If you need me, call me. If I need you, I'll call you. And that sure. is not even his phone. Guaranteed <laughs> that it's somebody it's somebody else's. This is for safety. Yeah. For your it's, safety. It's, exactly. Basically, yeah. I can't right? send you out in the world to a dinner uh, and not and, and not have you not have a phone. So you need uh, a phone. Here's a photo that someone was able to pinpoint. Because I like when you look at the photo at first, like I saw the phone, right? And I saw yeah. the phone case. But I was like, I I didn't like zone right in, zoom right into it right. to see that it was a Shrek phone case. Yeah. But like there are people who headphones attached to it too. Who like really not, pay attention maybe, to that stuff. Not right? even AirPod. That's why you know it's his, right? It's got like big like headphones attached yeah. to it. Not, <laughs> and no like Al Pacino's not wearing AirPods. Right? <laughs> but if you're wondering why Al Pacino all of a sudden is trending on uh, on Twitter, yeah. it's because he's got a phone case that's got uh, Shrek all over it. Right. And people are loving that fact. You know, I never had like a fun phone case. Never? No. Really? No. Actually, that I doesn't never, surprise I me. I never had a fun phone. That really doesn't surprise just, me. Just black. That's oh. all. That's it. Rubber. Yeah. <laughs> that's you all. You never uh, wanted like something? No. Something no. Or what's the one that you have? Is it Minions or uh, who do you have on me, your Me, it's just a purple case. Oh, what was the one that you had before though? You had one with like a face on it, right? A cartoon character or something? No, never. No? No. no. Come on. Really? No, not me. No. No? Oh, I thought you, you, had, you, never, like, you never had a fun, fun phone case? No, I just uh, I just have a, a purple one what right What did now, you have before, though? It was a black one, but I could only get, because iPhone 6, it's hard to get a case for it. 
So I could only get six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. All right. That's cool. That's cool, man. More, more out here working vintage. <laughs> It'll come back again. Is that what that is? Of iPhone 6? Yeah. And you can only get purple on Amazon. That's, that's the that's only left. case that's left. Yeah. There's one. <laughs> God, how fast things change. And when was the 6 released? Like, like not what? that long ago. Five years ago? Maybe. No, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, sure. maybe right? I know, but that's the thing with Apple, though, right? Oh. Once they've advanced to the next level, yeah. stuck with that's it. Case. Anything in the past, like... You're done. You are finished. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to get, like, bootleg or something. That's crazy, Right? Man. Shem, you ever have, like, a fun phone case? Nah, black and rubber, just like Roz. Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> keeping it real. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Mocha. Yes, sir. Look what time it is, my homie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Sam Elliott apologizing for the comments that he made with uh, Mark Marin on the WTF podcast where he was talking about, uh, what is it, The Way of the Dog? Is that what the movie's Power called? Of the Power, Power of the, the Dog. dog. Where he he hated the movie, said it was garbage, a garbage western, uh, full of sort of latent homosexuality, and was uh, accused of being you know homophobic and all of these other things afterwards, and and sort of rightfully so for for what he said, but not only what he said, but the way he said it. So uh, Sam Elliott was appearing on a Deadlines Contenders TV event uh, yesterday, and this is what he had to say. That movie struck struck a chord with me, and in trying to tell the guy the WTF guy, how I felt about the film. I wasn't very articulate about it. I didn't articulate it very well. And I said some things that hurt people, and I feel terrible about that. The gay community has been incredible to me my entire career, from before I got started when I was in this town. Friends on every level, in every job description. Up until today with my agent, my dear friend, my agent, of a number of years. And I'm sorry that I hurt any of those friends and someone that I loved and anyone else by the words that I used. I also told this podcaster that I thought Jane Campion was a brilliant director. And I want to apologize to the cast of The Power of the Dog, brilliant actors all, and in particular, Benedict Cumberbatch. I can only say that I'm sorry. And I am. I am. Wow. So- it's a decent apology as far as apologies go, so, right? Yeah. Acknowledge what you were wrong about, mm-hmm. apologize uh, for it, and, you know, at least acknowledge that you are going to try and do better. Uh, that's how, that's really how you apologize. Nice cowboy boots while saying all that, Well, that's too. Sam Elliott. That's what you get. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Mark Wahlberg on Ellen today. Um, the big story is... Um, I'm, I can't even imagine how often Mark Wahlberg gets asked if... Uh, the Funky Bunch would ever get back together. Oh, you know what I mean, on. right? Yeah. Like after all this time, after because it is how long has it been since the Funky Bunch was around? Like, like what year was that? Thirty even? years at least. Was it really that long ago? Gotta be. Has to be close to that, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so anyway, so I, you, you, we finally get a definitive answer from Mark Wahlberg on Ellen today. There's a, a big resurgence of of '90s projects coming back. And I'm wondering if someone offered you to possibly, um, you know, would Marky Mark make a reappearance? Yes, under the right circumstances. No, really? Well, I don't know about that far. Oh. But for the right circumstances and yes, for the right cause, absolutely. If there was a charity event, 
Absolutely. Would you be able to remember all the lyrics of all your songs? All my songs? No. Which, Absolutely not. Which song would you remember? Uh, well, Good Vibrations is easy, because yeah. I performed it so many times. Yeah. But, um, no, you know, it's one of those things where even, like, when I'm remembering lines for a movie, I drill them into my head for such a long time. Now, but if I just give me a couple, two days to rehearse, and then, yes, I could get back into the swing of things. I need to just hear it and feel it. I would love to see that happen. We have to think of a charity event that we can make Marky Mark come back, because that would be amazing. Now that he's put it out there right? in the universe, you know it's going to happen. They yeah. were active from 91 to 93. No, <laughs> oh, jeez, that's a very small window. <laughs> and, and also, that was like 91 to 93 being Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. That's like when grunge hit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That was like Nirvana. <laughs> but and you then you had Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Bra, I would he's love to see it. it. I would love to see it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Britney Spears and Sam Asgari are expecting hey. a baby together. Uh, Britney said, I lost uh, so much weight to go on my Maui trip to only gain it back again. I thought, geez, what happened to my stomach? And then my husband said, no, you're food pregnant. And then she said, so I got a pregnancy test and, uh, well, I'm having a baby. Damn. And then Sam later uh, went on Instagram to say, marriage and kids are a natural part of a strong relationship filled with love and respect. Fatherhood is something I've always looked forward to and I don't take lightly it is the most important job I will ever do so he uh wrote that so congratulations to Britney Spears because you remember she had that forced IUD right yeah and she said as soon as she was done with the conservatorship she was going to try to have a baby exactly this is no big surprise uh her kids um uh Jaden and Sean Preston I thought were older than what they are how old are they so 14 now yeah, so Jaden James is 15 and Sean Preston is 16. But I thought okay. they were older than that. No? Am I crazy? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah to no, me, that makes sense to me. Does it? Yeah. 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 So anyway, so that'll be uh, Britney's third. Uh, congratulations to her. And can we just say, like, Kevin Federline, you know what I mean? Like, for like everybody thought that guy was such a huge piece of garbage. And mm. maybe he still is. But you got to at least give Kevin Federline credit for not milking anything. Right? Britney went through what she went through. He took the kids or he got the kids. And, like, he never milked anything. You did never he, you never saw him on anything after I think, that. Did he not do a season of Dancing with the Stars? Or maybe oh, not. Maybe, maybe I don't. Uh, maybe, if so, maybe, maybe he that did. was like maybe the, he the did. yeah, like the most that he's ever the done. most he's ever done. But yeah. like, cause he was like famous, my thing, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. he was that uh, he was that kind of guy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Remember, we were talking the other day when Mark Wahlberg was selling his house for like ninety million dollars, and we we're like, "Well, who buys that?" And we we're mm-hmm. like, "Only other famous people buy famous people houses." And you see those stories all the time. Oh, and we looked at the pictures of that house. Yes, that's too much it's house. Too much okay. house. Golf it's an course, airport. Full basketball court. Like he's got basically a good life fitness in his yes. basement. A Cineplex. Yes. Theater in his basement. Yeah. Right. Like he's got too much. His bedroom is like bigger than the Dammit's condo. Oh my god! Well, his bedroom, everything's right? bigger than his the bedroom, Dammit's condo. His bedroom is the floor, the size of the floor yeah. of the Dammit's condo that they live in. So here's another one: uh, Adam Levine and Bahati Prinsloo just bought Rob Lowe's house for fifty-two million dollars. And here's the thing that I didn't know though is that Adam Levine and Bahati, uh, they they're house flippers. Like you see on like HGTV and stuff. What? They've flipped uh, seven houses since 2012. What? So they buy them, they do stuff to them, and then they flip them for profit. So like, wait, like do they not live in them? Millions, like 50 and million. And flip them to other millionaires? Yes. Yes. They are, they are house flippers of $50 million homes. 
I don't know how much I don't know how much of a rental that, budget you put into a house that's already fifty two million dollars. That would be a show that I would watch. Thank you. Yeah, if you right? wasn't such a jerk. Truth. <laughs> um, so is this house that they bought Rob Lowe's house? It's beautiful. Are they it's beautiful? You think this is for them to live or no, for them to flip? I don't think so. I think they're going to flip it. If you want to see how they like decorate and stuff, they did a tour of their house for Architectural Digest on their YouTube. Really? Uh, you know who's the best at this? You know who used to flip houses too? Who? Jennifer Aniston. Really? Yep. What? I didn't Je- know that. Je- Jennifer Aniston. You look at the you look at the property Jennifer Aniston has owned and what she what it looked like when she bought it and what it looked like when she sold it. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston, as far as these sort of celebrity house designers for being able to take one and turn it into something else. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston, hands down, pants down, the best of all of them. Wow. Now, does she Her work places with a, are beautiful. Like a designer, you think, I, or she from goes what in I and know, she's like, from what I know, a lot of it is her. Like that's her thing. Like pottery and, barn, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pure Great friend reference. Pure one. Wow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Marky Mark. Uh, Mark Wahlberg on the uh, Ellen Show answering some uh, like rapid series of rapid fire questions, but the one that like I think that Moke is probably going to be most excited about is uh, Mark Wahlberg finally answers the questions on who could do more pull ups, Mark Wahlberg or The Rock. <sighs> okay, hold on before we get to Mark's answer. Yes, I'm going to say The Rock. No, I'm, pff, hell no. I'm going to say The Rock. Rock's, Rock's got to pull up way too much weight. He's yeah. too heavy. He's way too heavy. Way and Mark too Wahlberg heavy. is pretty lean right now. Yeah, I'm still yeah. gonna say the Rock. I'm okay, ri- I'm ride or die for my guy. Okay, the there rock. we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> Who can do more pull-ups, you or the Rock? Oh, I could do more pull-ups than the Rock. How many pull-ups can you do? I mean, the max I do is probably like 40, but clean ones. 40 pull-ups. Clean ones. Uh, is it true that you still have the prosthetic that you wore in Boogie Nights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. Where is that? It's in a safe. Locked away. It's not something I can leave out. All no. of a sudden, my kids are looking for, you know, the spare phone charger and pull right. that thing out. <laughs> Have you ever encountered a ghost? No. Somebody going to jump out of this no. box? No. <laughs> Would you want to? What? Encounter, encounter a ghost? Encounter a ghost. Um, no, but I have I have many many encounters uh, with my mom and my dad in my dreams that seem very vivid and very real. It, that that is yeah. how people come to you sometimes yeah. in your dreams. Well, then yes, often, yes. and I welcome that every that is day. The, I think that is them visiting you. Yeah. Um, what's the strangest thing you've ever been asked to endorse? Oh my God, adult diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I said I understand if people need. Adult diapers and that kind of support, fantastic. But I can't be like in an adult diaper commercial being like, these are the best fitting diapers that I've ever had. You'd never know I'm wearing them. Uh, yeah. Wow. So how quickly will we now see videos going back and forth between The Rock yeah, and Mark exactly. Wahlberg in the gym yeah. doing pull-ups? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, Deepa, do you know do you know what he was talking about when she said the prosthetic from Boogie Nights? Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, you know yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> that, the hand movement that you made just now is uh, yeah. is explanation hey, enough. So you go. Yep. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, somebody pulled apart Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal and put it back together, but, but only using the sounds, no actual words. Huh? So you know, Jackson was always like that. Woo! Yeah, yeah, uh, all yeah. that, all that stuff. So uh, this is smooth. Yeah, exactly. This is smooth criminal with no actual words. (laughs) 
What a bomb. What a, what a, oh, what a jam, on. huh? So good. If you listen to, uh, what was it? We were listening to like a Michael Jackson playlist the other day. And I think it was, do you remember the time? Close to the yeah, end. Yeah. He's like, I didn't realize like how much he actually yells. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, you transition, you do the perfect hybrid between Lil John and Michael Jackson. What? Do you remember? Whatever, it's his birthday. Let him do whatever the hell he wants to do. For God's sake. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, ben Affleck and uh, J Lo. We know that they were engaged, but how did it all happen? How did the impar- how did the perfect proposal? And remember, this is like the mm. second time Ben has now proposed to J Lo. Oh. So, so how did the perfect proposal all go down? Okay, helicopter ride oh, to the top of like a mountain where there was a chef that had prepared like a five course meal really and um like a band plan okay 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 here's j-lo describing the uh the the proposal it was totally unexpected my love came in ben came in and he got down on one knee and he said some things that i'll never forget then he pulled out a ring and he said will you marry me and it was the most perfect moment. But it's so lucky. It's not often you get a second chance at true love. We feel very lucky. I love you. I love you too. Yay! Going to the chapel and sound like they're at the top of a mountain um so uh this all happened while jayla was in the bath at all yeah not like a no sexy bath above the top of no, a mountain with a band no. playing no j-lo shared that ben affleck proposed while she was enjoying a bubble bath <laughs> I guess unexpected. All right. Uh, Also, uh, J-Lo, Ben Affleck looking at a new house. So they had put an offer in on a $55 million uh, house out in Bel Air. Don't tell me they were outbid. And they didn't get it. It didn't didn't go through. So J-Lo and Ben Affleck are now looking to spend $165 million on Aaron Spelling's old place. Okay. Okay. And like the neighbors there, I think it's like I think the neighbors are like Kylie Jenner in the Playboy Mansion. Is I think like how Jeez. that sort of neighborhood works. Okay. Uh, so it's 165 million dollars. It was always called Spelling Manor because Aaron Spelling had built it. Uh, this is where Tori Spelling grew up yeah. and Candy Spelling, and then all the money and all the problems. 14 bedrooms. Uh, it was sold to like a 29 year old a couple of years ago who I think is the daughter from the guy who owns, like, F1 or something like that. What? Yeah, and then she Hold put... On, how old was she? She was young. Like, I like I don't even know. I, she, I think that she sold it when she was 33, right? And she, she put... She need a house with 14 bedrooms for it. Bro, she put $20 million into renovations in that house. No. Okay? What did Ben Affleck and J-Lo need a house know. with 14 bedrooms I, d- for? I don't know. I don't know. But this house is, like, it's a castle. Like Petra Ecclestone. That's who it was. Yeah, Petra Eccles. Who's the Whose daughter is she, Maury? I think it's the guy Mr. who owns. I th- thank you. Bernie Ecclestone. Yeah, but who's he? I didn't need, just need the, the man's name. <laughs> Am I supposed to know who Bernie Ecclestone Former is? CEO of Formula One. For F1. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs Formula One. How Billionaire. Crazy, how crazy would it be if they were like, you know what? We just want to downsize. Yeah. And residential neighborhood, 
small house. Right. Like four bedroom. Right. Yeah. Like at no. the end of a cul-de-sac. No. No, that's not going to happen. Because people just want to leave them alone, right? No, that's not going to happen. At one time, this house, though, the Aaron Spelling house, when it was sold uh, years ago, it was at that time the most expensive purchase for a single family home uh, in all of America. Really? And I think that that was fifty five mil or something like that, or like maybe eighty mil. And so now, it's to, they... now it's up to now it's up to one sixty five. One sixty five. That's what yeah. J Lo and Ben. That's the asking like. price for it. One sixty five. One sixty five. So they jumped. From making an offer on a fifty-five yes, million dollar house, they up their offer by one hundred and sixty-five thousand or one hundred and sixty-five million dollars. They upped it by one hundred and fifteen million, yeah. or one hundred and ten million. That was million. the jump. One hundred and ten million was the jump. Yeah, you know, some people have a budget, and they're like, okay, yeah. we, you know, okay, we didn't get the place yeah. that was, you know, six hundred eighty thousand. Maybe we can go to like seven twenty-five if we really mm-hmm. do it. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were like, okay, we didn't get the place for fifty-five million. Maybe we just upped that to one sixty-five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell, yeah. man? With room to right roll. <laughs> still. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey passed away. Oh, My God, I love Gilbert no. so much. Yeah, Gilbert Godfrey, you know his voice. This is what Gilbert sounded like. Hi, this is Gilbert Godfrey, and you're listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Oh, he was so lovely. Gilbert, when he visited our show, Uh, Gilbert was 67. He uh, passed away after a battle uh, with a form of muscular dystrophy. Uh, One of my favorite sort of bits that uh, he did was anytime you got like either Gilbert and Norm Macdonald together, or Gilbert and Bob Saget together. Also, R.I.P. 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 It was always beautiful because they were just such good friends and they all made each other laugh. But this is a little bit of uh, Gilbert at the uh, the Bob Saget roast. Listen to this. Now I watched Bob Saget's HBO special in high depth because in order to enjoy it, you have to be either high or deaf. <laughs> but his career is totally insignificant. I googled Bob Saget and it came back. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, for somebody like Deepa, you'll recognize his voice yeah. from your favorite movie, Aladdin, because Gilbert Godfrey uh, was the voice of Iago, yes. the parrot. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And also yeah. the, the to be honest, yeah. Go ahead. Like that's the only thing yeah. I know him from. Most yeah. I would say a lot of people. Yeah. I would say a lot of people from He's one uh, of my favorite from, comedians from Aladdin. Yeah, same here. Uh, years ago in the '90s, when I was um, interning on the Howard Stern show, I remember being in the office because Gilbert was on all the time on that show. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, one day where you were just sitting, there. you would answer phones when sort of in between shifts and this kind of stuff, and the the calls coming into that station and that show were just endless, endless, endless. But it was just one sort of central number and then you would transfer people to the other producers and everything else and got a call one day and uh and it was just somebody who was like hey is so-and-so there and i was like yeah who's this and they were like it's gilbert and i was like gilbert who and they were like gilbert godfrey and i was like okay and then so i put them on hold and i was like hey um somebody on the phone says that they're gilbert godfrey and they look at me and go does it sound like gilbert godfrey and i was like no and they went cool put him through because a lot because a lot of people because a lot of people would call up faking gilbert's voice to try and get through gotcha because the thing is is that gilbert doesn't sound like that right like gilbert doesn't sound like that at all in in real life the high nasally not yelling? even really? close so and then years after that um howard released a clip of an old voice 
voicemail that Gilbert left for uh, Gary, their producer. And if, this is super hard to hear. It's like old, old, old audio. But just wait till you'll hear Howard talk, and then you're going to listen for a voicemail. And the, the 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 voice on that voicemail, believe it or not, is Gilbert Godfrey. Listen to this. And this is Gilbert's real voice. <laughs> uh, just as scary. Yes. All right, but it's like a whole different guy. Oh, All right, here it is. Yeah, Gary, it's Gilbert. You're I'll kidding. probably be there tomorrow, but um, if you could call us, uh, call me up, and just tell me what exactly is going on tomorrow. You know what's, you know who's going to be there and everything like that. He just sounds right? like a regular guy like from a New regular York. Regular dude. A regular, a, a regular dude. And he was so committed. Gilbert Godfrey was so committed to that voice that he never broke. Like, wow. if you remember after 9-11, they did all those 9-11 specials. And there's one 9-11 special where they do a really long interview with Gilbert Godfrey. And it's it's from the heart, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he, he's in the voice. He's still doing the voice. Talking about 9-11, yeah. But you know what? When you see him, I know. you expect the voice. Like, yeah. like you, the, the two match. Yeah. They have to go together, yeah. right? Yeah. No, Gilbert was... Was, uh, he was one of the beautiful ones. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Gilbert Godfrey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, here, listen. Uh, can we play this Charlie Puth clip real quick? Yes. So Charlie Puth in 2019, I guess, was releasing music that maybe he wasn't happy with and other people weren't, but nobody really had the guts to say anything to him. He was one of those artists that I'm, was making a lot of people a lot of money, but maybe he wasn't happy and people just needed him to crank out the tunes, right? Yeah. And so what he needed at that point was somebody to just come up and give him the truth. And listen to this story. This is the night he met Elton John. Mm. The most important thing you can do and all the songwriters watching this right now, is when you write a song, it's important to tell the truth. And I wasn't really doing that in 2019. And the person who kind of awoke in my senses was uh, another than Elton John. I met him at, a, at, at Craig's, the restaurant, and he came up to me and said, uh, you know, the, how, how are you? Hi. I'm like, you're Elton John. I'm like, yes, I am. You know, your music sucked in 2019. It wasn't <laughs> oh, good. And no! I was like, <laughs> It was like a, a gut punch, but I had been thinking that as well. And I, I had just, you know, I'd gone through a messy breakup, and I think that was also going alongside it. And it was a kind of a, a wake-up call a little bit to really, uh, I, I was in denial a little bit. And then uh, the whole world shut down, and I was uh, able to kind of sit with my uh, new way of making music and uh, just decided that I would never put out a song again if it weren't the truth. Wow. 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 Hey, your music sucks. Yeah. I'm Elton John. Thanks, wow. Elton John. <laughs> Big fan. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.